evening, ladies. Good evening. Thank you all for tuning in to Divine Relationship Goals, part of my Father and Me podcast. My name is Sarah Grace. I am your host, and I am here with Tamitra once again. Hello, hello. Tonight, you guys, we are going to do our best (laughs) with insecurity and negativity. Um, We are still in uh, the book that we have been sharing with you guys, going through each chapter together, not necessarily reading it, but just giving our take on um, just what we've gotten out of it. So, and that is Queenology by R.C. Blakes Jr., Want to make sure I do that at the beginning because last time I waited for the <laughs> trying to do better, y'all. Trying to do better. Um, let us begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the beginning of a new week. Um, we are in anticipation, Father, and expectation of all that you have um, to to show us in this week. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your creation and what a marvelous creation that it is. Thank you for opening our eyes and awareness to the work that you have us to do as co-creators and co-operation with you, Father God. Thank you for bringing order to our lives and and planting our feet on, on solid ground. We praise you, we honor you, Father, and we come before you humble as we know how, how, just asking that you be present in this conversation as we are discussing um, these various topics, Father, we know that you are in everything. You are in and throughout every single thing, instilling your word and your wisdom in everything that there is here to have for us. So we grab hold of the seed that you are planting in our lives and we wanted to take root. So in the name of Jesus, we just ask, that you be present here with us and speak a word to each and every one of our lives. Lives We are listening, Father. We ask that it flourish in due season. In Jesus' name, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Y'all, amen. Trying to uh, (laughs) catch my breath. Y'all, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and share it because y'all need to know. We was having some issues going on. I'm all I'm all hot, even though it's cold in this house, <laughs> and running around trying to fix these issues. But we still made it by the grace of God, Amen. And uh, we're about to uh, discuss insecurity, and negativity. I know when it comes to this topic, it's not like a separate thing that we're discussing. It's about how insecurity brings about negativity. Really, how sometimes it does. <clears throat> Negativity can stand on its own. doesn't have to be an insecure one, but for sure, insecure thoughts definitely bring about negative results in your life. Um, A part of the basis of this, he actually goes into the story of Jeremiah and how it initially starts. I definitely want to touch on that. Um, But first, just talking about the mind, right? Um, It's like, as a man thinks, so shall he be. So when we're talking about insecure thoughts, we're really looking and examining those things in which we don't necessarily believe about ourselves, of course. And sometimes other people may see 
more of our potential, like we were discussing a little bit last Sunday. Um, <clears throat> other people will see more of your potential and you won't even see it because you are attached to either some experiences from your past or, you know, something that was spoken to you and it, and it took root in your heart. And so you are believing in that so much that you don't even want to move forward and push yourself to your next season even. So we, um, or he, sorry, the author actually went into the story of Jeremiah because we always want to give a biblical reference as well, but chapter one. Um, and just going into how he didn't even believe in the gift that he possessed. It wasn't that he wasn't ever a prophet. Like he, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure just like um, anyone else, He's given, God has given us these gifts from birth, but specifically Jeremiah, I'm sure he experienced, you know, some, some things in his childhood where he knew that he had this gift. I mean, even with myself and the gift that I have, I never labeled it as a gift. So I had some insecurities myself that I had to overcome, but I found myself really relating to Jeremiah in that sense. I'm not saying that I'm a prophet <laughs> um but knowing that i would i would have you know visions and i would have these um uh what we call intuitive moments um that were naturally there and not really seeing them as something that god was giving me to utilize or something like that um and really downplaying them until that moment where I was called to do, right? <laughs> and so I definitely found myself in that same position as Jeremiah in chapter one, where God is requesting him to go and speak to a group of people. He actually tells him that he's gonna take him to many audiences, you know what I'm saying? Like have him travel to nations because he needs to speak this word that, that he has planted in him, that God has planted in Jeremiah. And of course, there's a, um, I don't want to call it a confrontation, but just going back and forth, even for him saying that, well, the author pointed out the first thing that Jeremiah used as his excuse was that he couldn't speak, <laughs> uh, which clearly wasn't the case because he had a voice to say that. But in his mind, he already had limited himself because of who, you know, he didn't see who himself to be, who he saw himself to be, which was not a prophet. Um, so much so that God had to address, like, do you know I formed you, you know, in your, in your mother's womb and set you apart and appointed you to be a prophet? Don't you know that that was me? And so the very, um, the point that is clear is that we know that what God has instilled in us and what God has created us to be, we can find out from him. So only he, God, can define us, really, you know, seeing as he created us with a purpose for a purpose. Ooh, yeah, I'm still trying to catch my breath. <laughs> so, um, yeah, praise God. There were some other points in this story, but I don't want to move 
past that before you share your thoughts about how just our thoughts can hold us back from, you know, our, uh, our next, really. I, we call it limiting, limited belief now, or yeah, limited, yeah, limited beliefs. Beliefs. Yes. So we have our terminology for it, <laughs> but it's really a lack right. of faith. <laughs> right. Well, people in general, even, and when I think of it from a parenting perspective, that our children can either live up to or down to the expectations which we have for them, okay? And when we first come into the world, uh, Jesus says, be ye like little children. The little children trust just limitlessly. It's a, it's a undeniable trust in their parents and what God says, you know, if, if Jesus say he can heal you, then four and five-year-old Tamitra knew Jesus could heal her from her seizures, you know, and for me, that was an undeniable truth, you know, um, and when it happened and I'm six years old and I don't have any more seizures, then I believe it, you know, and, and that became a part of the foundation for me as in Jesus heals. And so when you experience relationships that you experience abuse in, it could be physical, emotional, verbal abuse. And in those moments, there is negative, there is things that are spoken over you or restraints and boundaries put on you in which you start to condition, be conditioned to living in those spaces. So you believe what this man says or you believe what your husband can do because at, at these moments, he's the only one who can do it. Because basically, especially if you're in a physically abusive relationship, you are dealing with someone who is stronger than you naturally, <laughs> naturally. And then you, you are constantly intimidated to not, to not speak up or go against him in any way or cause him to be angry. And the same thing with verbal abuse. You, if you get told you're ugly, nobody wants you or whatever over and over and over, then you believe it. You may not necessarily believe it, but you feel it. You internalize it in some way where your unconscious man is living it out. Programmed. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, your program in, in, in these behaviors and which you start putting a ceiling on the capacity in which a gift has. And right. so like, um, like we said before, like w- when we did get the divorces, it was like a cloud, a cloud leaving, <laughs> a fog yeah. leaving my brain, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> and it, it, you 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 confirmed the same thing, you know, that yeah. that it was literally like I felt like I couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden I could do anything. Right. And you know, uh, that I could have done within the marriage, but I didn't. And and something is over you. Yeah. The the spirit that comes along with these relationships is also binding you. So right. where where we're not in that space where we taking dominion over those things in our life and and using our authority in Christ, now we're allowing things to bind us and right. people to bind us. And we are, you know, walking in this space of less than who we are and who we call to be. Um, Yeah, um, I was going to point that out, how (laughs) insecurity does, um, you know, put a damper on relationships. And I'm not just talking about marriages and intimacy. I'm talking about friendships, too, because I've experienced multiple relationships where insecurity really broke up you know I don't want want to say happiness (laughs) Uh, because either way I feel like I mean with anyone I feel like we're still all very happy but it really you know tore in the relationship like tore it into something that it was never about like it it can make something really pure and honest you know what I'm saying turn into a mess in in 2.5 seconds you know (laughs) like and 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 really have you um enslaved like I mean he pointed this out too like um being you can either be a slave to your mind or you can be liberated it's all it comes in your way of thinking about your situation (laughs) but I've been in some where I have been insecure but and then uh, the other person or the other person is insecure but either way it really blocked a lot of what we had the potential to do together as partners as friends as however and you know that part is sad in me <laughs> especially since because of who I am today and what I do now but now I can see how all of that added up to me becoming you know this life coach and this encouraging person and this motivator <laughs> I can see how all of it came into play because those were the things that ached me like really um really left me you know that sore feeling afterwards of course, I felt better, but I was like, dang, you know, we could have did this, this, and this if it wasn't for, you know, <laughs> the mindset. Like, how can, and then that's when I started, I mean, I've always been interested in the brain, you guys, y'all, since I was a child. <laughs> so, you know, that's when I went into the whole process, but biblically for me, and knowing that this is something that God speaks on specifically in his kingdom we we always talk about the kingdom on on here by the way (laughs) especially on the other side when we go into details but like how it's it's about transforming your mind for this 
Because without it, you can't take on all of what God has for you. You're going to to limit yourself in the gifts and the talents and each and every thing that he puts in front of you. You won't see it if you don't transform your way of thinking from this, this person of humanity and limits and accepting your nature of sin and pride, regret and unforgiveness. You will become a slave to those things and not be liberated by what God has to offer in his kingdom for you. So this is very pivotal. Like these topics, this topic right here, because sometimes we don't even realize our insecurities until we're faced with a challenge of moving forward in something we we probably never done before and we didn't know. (laughs) But God shows us that mirror and where we were weak in our way of thinking. Exactly. The simplest thing, and we don't even call it insecurity because we so. Uh, bad and bold and everything else <laughs> but we become this scared you know fragile thing when it's time for us to move into a new space you know what I'm saying <laughs> and especially with relationships I think most of us are terrified like just from past experiences and don't I, even I want to go to into anything that I am I really do I have to admit that I am and yeah. And like, <laughs> like we said, call it out, call a thing a thing. I mean, call when it, I, when I am in. thinking it, I have to kind of, I mean, it's not like you, it's not going to come, but you need to be able to identify it, you know, um, that that's what you're doing so that you can process, find the process out of it. I mean, even Jeremiah here, um, it said three reasons uh, why the three reasons for insecurity listed here. Um, R.C. Blades Jr. says number one was self-concocted limitations create insecurity. And the first thing that Jeremiah said was, I cannot speak. Hey, you just talking just now. You like that's that's not even the truth so sometimes we I I think about so many things that's happened um and even so many blessings that would have not happened if I didn't just walk up to them and because I knew of the desire in my heart just say you know or say something I wanted or ask to see if that was available or whatever just just go and ask I mean all, the biggest thing they can say is no ain't nobody finna burn me to death because they don't have it you know what I'm saying so but I I was thinking like up until those moments when um when i am trying to deal with things or until i was able to get things that were in my heart all those times before i would talk myself out of it so the the um exactly what he was saying self-concocted limitations create insecurity 
you talk your own self out of it. You came up with the reason <laughs> and you talk yourself out of it. Right. The same thing with me doing my parenting group. I'm still talking myself out of it or why I can't figure out how to create a group. We just created a group and I still talk about I can't create a group. Like I have to just eliminate those thoughts. You know, when you're trying to do something, just eliminate the I can't part. Right. The I cannot because all things are possible. Um. I remember seeing that ad in the paper of the space I was looking for for the daycare and the amount they were asking for was ridiculous. I didn't have that. that was, I'm, I don't have no $3,800 a month, mm-hmm. <laughs> but $3,800 a month or 4,000 square feet was good. You know, and I'm just like, hmm, okay. Well, then I looked at it. I looked at who was in there last. A daycare was in there last. I looked at mm, how long it's been empty. It's been empty a minute, about four years. So maybe they want somebody to, to come in there. Let's they see. Need somebody. <laughs> they need somebody. So I come in there and I just ask for the tour. And they talk about what they want. And I say, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm just looking. But, you know, (laughs) but I am looking for a space. I am looking to move my space out of my business, out of my home. And so I will I will look around. And then they were just like, "Mm, well. How about we start at eleven fifty? (laughs) Huh? I said, okay. I can do that. Nothing more than I know. Right. But if I would have never came in there and did the walkthrough, never even talked to them, never told them about what I wanted to do, and that I'm, you know, maybe I need to start smaller if I can't afford to pay, you know, $3,800 or $4,000 a month. And the negotiation down to eleven fifty a month for however long until I reached capacity was a good deal, you know. And um, that was something that would have never happened if I didn't just walk in there, even though I knew. I could have talked myself out of that, definitely, because I knew how much I had and that right now I was – trying to maintain one space and trying to hold another mm-hmm. space to move wasn't going to work. So, right. So if we think about the things that we're trying to do and we think about what the world normally does, like maybe the, the status quo, the prerequisites or whatever, whatever's listed, whatever's in writing, but that's not what God says. When God gives mm-hmm. you favor, when those things, when those doors open for you, <laughs> right? They just open. Like, you don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. They just open. Things just happen. and But they don't when you don't move with the faith of the desire that's already in your heart. If you don't move with the gift that you're already doing, you know? And so... 
it is about pushing yourself past the your comfort zone it really is because what's comfortable is always what you're already doing what you know how to do <laughs> that's that's gonna be the the biggest thing for everybody i think like mm-hmm. what you already know how to do is always comfortable yeah i already know how to do that do that in my sleep and we get up go to sleep move all day doing the same thing well the challenge becomes whether you're good enough to actually do it and do it well and so that's where we limit ourselves because we'll move forward insecurity will do even when we've made a decision sometimes it stops us from making a decision and other times it stops us from moving forward in our decision you know what i'm saying to where we've already made it we're already standing there but then we can't even push past just the average just going through the motions of it or we just stop where it's just like okay this is good enough (laughs) and we don't move forward right so um and then uh, like he said we'll try to um look for an escape or excuses as to you know why we don't have the results that we want (laughs) instead of you know, figuring out the solution to enhancing. Yeah, our looking at our what talent. works and look at yeah, what, and what doesn't work. and eliminating it, right? Yeah, eliminating yeah. or adding or because we feel like, well, this is just natural for me. So why don't I just go out there and do and then whatever comes, comes. Like, no, because <laughs> there's still uh, something that takes place in the Holy Spirit where we evolve as well. So if we're not moving with the assignment, then we're still going to just be average. <laughs> and that's not what God has called us to. We have to realize that vision that he gives us, this is what I've learned anyways, is just the first step. Because <laughs> right. afterwards, God is giving me more. And I'm like, I can't sleep. <laughs> I got to write this stuff down. Like, that's how I start to feel. Or that's how, you know, I moved into my gifts. Because at first, I, I was just like, okay, God, I'm finally just going to share with what I need to share when I come in contact with people. You know, that was just the basic, getting used to this gift and exercising it. <laughs> but then he was like, know. no, I need you to do this now. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought that was it. I thought me just being obedient to it was good. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that was just the first I know. step. And I'm I glad I got like, you I mean, out of that Don't now. you feel like it, it just gets more and more on your plate? The more, more you walk more. forward, the more and more gets on your plate. Like I was telling you the other day, they asking me, do I, now do I want to teach sp- spirituality? I was like, oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, oh Lord. <laughs> but but, said, te- but check doing- this though. Check this. <laughs> when you start to go into the Jeremiah phase, like I don't know. I'm just saying, he'll make you so uncomfortable where you thought you was comfortable for. Like I was comfortable for in the <laughs> like how all of a sudden now I'm frustrated and I'm ready to move. <laughs> I'm like, and that and that's just it's a reality for me. It's like <laughs> then it becomes not not good enough for you. Mm-hmm. Even though just uh, two years ago, I was 
praying just to be in this spot. <laughs> and now right. he's giving me vision to where I'm aggravated with being in this spot. And I got to move because I, I, I'm not going to advance. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit will do that to you it, when you really want it. Like when I tell you, once you speak a thing, you done wrote it down and put some act on it. Uh, yes, I said it. Some act on it. <laughs> then watch out because literally doors. And then you got to yeah. go through them because otherwise you'll feel stupid for not like not doing it. You'll be like, I'll be dumb trying to take this opportunity because obviously this is guy. He done been on my case right, for months. Right, he done right. been on my case for months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have been there. Because, I mean, I know that I felt like listening to whoever fills in and teaches it, subbing. I'm like, okay. And you just be like, damn, they ain't you not know? even doing this. Like, they didn't prepare. this point, this one. Like, yeah, you start yeah, watching other people. And, yeah, and I'm just sitting in my office just feeling like, okay. <laughs> But that's the thing too, right? That's what that's what people say. You got people out here not even doing it the way you would do it and you sitting over here scared. Like you know you could be doing this way better. Love but that. that's the thing too. Like gotta move forward yeah. while you still trying to decide. He doesn't yeah. need you, but he wants you to do this thing to it. He's still gonna let you decide. He'll let you sit. Swiddle your thumbs however long you want to. But it's going to happen regardless. And I'm just here to say, don't do it without me. And that's 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 what I keep saying, God. Don't do it without me, whatever it takes. Like, it took me a long time to get there, but at least what I consider a long time. <laughs> but to him, it wasn't a thing, right? Like I told uh, Yolanda the other night, like, to him, it's nothing. He already knew. But for me, I was like, dang, why it take me this long just to surrender to all those thoughts? But yeah. <clears throat> and then the negativity that it produces, you'll find yourself mad for no reason at all. Just <laughs> upset. Just trying to make other people miserable. I'm not saying this is something that I did. I never practiced that. that it's, everything was solely on me and I took responsibility, but I've definitely seen people who, uh, you know, just treat others wrong just because of what they have been told. I mean, it's unfortunate, but from however they grew up or whatever was done to them, hurt people hurt people. So that's right. very true. Very true. <clears throat> what was the other point? <laughs> you named three. Uh, not just the... Uh, well, we only talked about one. But the second one is a poor self-view ignites insecurity. So oh. another what reason why you're insecure because of how you view yourself, right? Uh, <clears throat> whether those were self-concocted or or from others. Right. But then, but then it's, it's um, you trying to define yourself on the premise of just being you like knowing that you're different I think that was that was my thing never really quite fitting in but being known by everybody <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying 
like I, I, I'm just I gotta speak where where I'm at. Like, um, there is a a a little bit of insecurity in that because um, at at a certain point, I used to say, you know, who <laughs> who am who am I? Well, that's not that's not even how I stated it, but <laughs> who is for someone who is for everyone, if that makes sense. Um, and that's how I used to look at certain things relationally. Like even in friendships, it was always me pouring into it. Because not a lot of people had anything for me to receive from them because of certain gifts that I had <clears throat> and being um, in observation of me being aware of you know, what people need. And that was, I mean, it was a poor self view of myself and not feeling like I could gain anything from anyone. If that makes sense. Not, and I'm not talking about just being cocky and smarter than people. There was plenty of people who were way more intelligent than I am. But I know that I process that same intelligence, that same knowledge in a different light, in a different view. And even with me sharing it, it would be received, but then it'll be like, kind of, you know how we kind of like treated daddy a little bit, like, uh, we don't want to hear all of that. Right? Like, that's how it was. <laughs> Grace, yeah. you be going deep. You just be, oh. Like everything, everything not a. But I was like, but why not? Why wouldn't you see it this way? I don't feel like it's deep. Like I would have to really like unpack some things and and show them how it it connected for me. <laughs> but that would always be my the turn off from me just being open. So I would keep myself reserved. I told you I wasn't ever really shy. It was just about reserving myself and and not um just you know pouring all of myself to exhaustion because that would be exhausting sometimes I'm just gonna be honest because some and people no actually how much you did it no one understood it and, anyway <laughs> that, gotcha so, very few did <laughs> gotcha. some did I'm not gonna knock those who did but others it would just be like I right. or just being told off like you always right so whatever you know and I'll be like no I would want conversations like I don't want you to just brush it off as if I'm right I'm actually proving to the both of us that we're both right and you know just trying to get people to I don't know that was it was a very it was that type of childhood that I had I <laughs> it was rough for me I know it's not in comparison to you know like others but just that alone being someone who communicated in a different way was hard <laughs> and it brought me into this space where I was just like you know what I'm gonna just leave the world alone <laughs> even look even one of my own boys said it I know he was joking when he said it but I know that's how a lot of people saw me he I was speaking to one of my homeboys the other night and he was like you just not of this world <laughs> and I you know just kind of giggled and like, laughed it off or whatever I was like yeah but 
that that I know that's how a lot of people do. Like she don't be, she ain't here. <laughs> and most of the time, I felt like I wasn't, so I was just like, okay, not to call myself an alien. Yeah, everyone don't want to hear everything. <laughs> I'm hey, but you know what? Now people do though. Some of the same people do actually know what to come to me for. So they come no, to me now because thing, they want though, it. Grace. That's that's the thing about it. Now they, they don't want to hear they it, want it, but they only want to hear it when they want to hear it. Absolutely, they, they know where to go get it from. So yeah, yeah I yeah. I know they I know they want yeah. it, but. It's about the timing, right? <laughs> and I don't want to hit that 24-7. It's like, all right, chill out. I don't know. I Yeah, I get it. Because we we have the same personality type, <laughs> that is the, that's the thing. And I, I do that. But it's very lonely. It's very lonely. I don't, I, I don't know how to change it, you know? necessarily because I still think it it becomes awkward to sit in spaces with people and just not talk because I'm still thinking all of that I'm still thinking all of it and so now I'm like okay nobody wants to hear it nobody wants to hear it and I'm I'm just sitting there like well okay whatever just I can't be in this place so I don't hear so I don't hear the things that makes me start the funnel, <laughs> the whole thing where I have to say it because I hear something that doesn't connect, you know, and then I got to say it. So I, I I just don't say anything. So, I mean, I get it, but I mean, it, in relationships. Um, but that's that insecurity part, whether yeah, or not you know you want to say it or not. It it makes you insecure about what you have to say now, and you're so um, fixated on the moment, and it's like mm, it's not. You trying to read what time to say it now? I have I have completely let that go. Um, for me, um, and embracing the solitude. I like to call it solitude. It's not about loneliness. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I, I embrace. A, I get a lot done I do. because I get a lot done. Um, and then when it's time for me to share again, I know, like I know that I'm not afraid. I don't even feel like it's the worst time because I feel like, hey, if, if it's in, if God, well, here's something that's added. It's not just about my thoughts. <clears throat> God will put like a pressure on my spirit to go ahead and say it. Because he knows I'm trying to keep it back, too. So not only will that happen, but I'll have, like, a like a stress moment that happens because of the thought being so much there. And then there's a vision that comes with it, too. I told you I see things in pictures. Um, and especially if I see it for a specific person, then I'll go ahead and say it. But I'll say it to that specific person because that was that person that needed it. So now I've learned to discern that part. <laughs> so I'm not just speaking to everyone who who ain't going to receive it anyway <laughs> or who going to look at me stupid and lost. But the person that was for, that was for them in that room. 
And now I'm just learning to just go ahead and do that because it is about the one. It's not about the group. Because I had that moment. Um, actually, just recently, I'm a part of another group that I don't host. I know I host other <laughs> Bible study groups, but I'm actually a part of one where someone else hosts. Thank you, God. I was like, thank you, God. For, I found one that I can be a part of, but I still see how I think. I don't want to say backwards, but just different <laughs> on, a, on another scale. This is amongst other Christians. Um, <clears throat> but I said something in another you know, looking at a different person on the scene and looking at a different perspective. And I gave my view on a specific topic and then everybody was just looking at me like, but then the the one lady that was like, you know, this, this, and this, she came to me in private and private messaged me about what I said. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> that's who it was for. So that's why I don't become discouraged. I, I'll sit in a room where people is be whole crickets, and I'll be like, yeah, "It's done." Okay, off my mind. Shoot. Oh. <laughs> as long as I got it out, like I don't hold on to anything. <laughs> I know that sounds like it's careless, y'all. I've discerned everything about it. It's not just me saying what's on my mind, like some simple child. This is very much so evolved. Um, gifts that yeah, yeah. I have it's acquired. This is not just some. It's not <laughs> just speak your mind and you know because I know people say that a lot and I'd be like, nah. Some people should just shut their mouth. Actually, <laughs> some people don't need. Yeah, you definitely need to read a room. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not right. condoning that part at all, and not saying that even that part is a form of insecurity. I'm talking about a well formed um, gift and manifestation of what God has been doing with me for 33 years. So this is not, I'm not, <laughs> and I know, I don't be crossing nobody. This is not nothing disrespectful, <laughs> but yeah, praise God, praise God. But yeah, mm -hmm. that I just feel like because of those moments as a child, I definitely had a poor self view on certain things. And like you said, being very timid about what people going to say, because you know, and that's another thing. Cannot be concerned about what other people think. Because even their thoughts are a projection of their insecurity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and they don't have to be yours at all, but they're trying to put them on you as if it's your own. Man, I've been in those types of relationships. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I got like I can feel it though. I can feel myself being in that moment, and I was like, "Man, what?" Like, really, someone trying to, you know, put their um, poor self view onto you and make you feel like that's what you're doing in in the way that you're, you know, dealing with that relationship. But in fact, that's actually a form of manipulation too, and they call that a part of narcissistic behavior. I don't want to go into that, but <laughs> that's something that we got to be careful of because... Nah, it's your fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Other people's feedbacks or uh, opinions could just be their own insecurity. I'm not saying all of it, just sometimes. Oh, Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, and I've learned to be okay yeah, like you were saying, just be okay and say it whenever. 
um, in, in relationships now. But I still, in a crowd, I still have that insecurity, like in a group. I still won't. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm the quiet person. I'm the one not talking. I'll go somewhere else because I just don't, uh, I don't know. I still don't want to start getting all the, <sighs> what's she talking about? Like, you know, the, the crickets oh, yeah. and the, the sighs and, oh, here she go again kind of thing. But um, I think, you know, I'm still pouring out about that. It still takes me a minute to warm up to it. But um, we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm okay with it. I wait. Like I wait till everyone is done. Because the more that I am in observation of how other people think, then it helps me to relay my message and connect it with theirs, right? I'm going to connect. I'm going to show them how it all connects. But that's a part of my coaching ability. Like, that's that's part of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listening to what each, of, each and everyone has to say develops the thoughts develops the vision as it goes along that's why I said this is not just me wanting to get something off my mind so we can be off my mind it's very much so like that's what I'm saying like even with what you're saying you do I know you're saying it as if uh you don't want to say it at all but I feel like because you're like me <laughs> you can use that moment or you know even then what God is showing you then is to develop what you have to say so that you can say it in the proper timing it's not just for you to, maybe it's not for you to say in that moment because that's how I see too sometimes I don't say what I have to say in that moment but it was for me to have because um, I've had that to where I'm speaking in a group setting with X amount of people and then I get I gather you know what everyone has said and I'll be like no I don't have nothing to say but <laughs> the very next time I'm in that group or whatever then I know exactly where what like I was saying before who to appoint it to like some sometimes at the end of it I get a confirmation that I don't supposed to say it yet and I have to listen to that part too <laughs> like mm -hmm. sometimes that is it just it yeah, maybe doing that extra class <laughs> might assist. Doing the extra class. I feel like it's an extra class. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's your assignment. Because, I'm, hey, I'm already doing the parenting classes, okay? Y'all, y'all gonna, we're gonna start doing some parenting stuff on here next, too. Because we gotta get Samitra really going on her, what she do. He does a he does a lot of referencing and comparison between men and women. I don't think we get into that real deep. I don't know why yet. Why don't we? Why don't we point men out? Um, as far as we do like touch whole, on as far as dating, as far as dating, mm -hmm. um, and and kings 
wanting a particular woman that doesn't, you know, have all the insecurities and negativity. I mean, but that goes both ways. Right, right, I don't right, want right. no, I don't want no insecure and negative man either. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think that's something just exclusive to men when it comes to dating women. Women, we feel the same way. So... Yeah, I think that was that was all really though. Yeah, I know he tackles unforgiveness, but we did forgiveness at the top of this podcast coming back. Right, if y'all didn't right, catch right. that, we we talked about healing, and y'all know all of this is really just about healing in so many areas. Um, we're still falling in that line too. He calls yeah. the insecurity well. He relates it to strongholds, which are related into the scripture second corinthians chapter 10 mm-hmm. how uh, insecurities are a product of poor thought patterns which actually presents strongholds those patterns are strongholds and what god asks us to do is to pull those down in those two verses verses four through five and chapter 10 of second corinthians um, so when God is referencing pulling down these strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, he's speaking about, you know, dismantling these thoughts that produce a negative effect in your life to where you can't even walk in the order of God and his obedience, <laughs> You're that's not just what, being, that's what we just got through talking about anyway, yeah. you know, identifying it. Now right. you know you're doing it, so let's identify them and remove them and think of an alternative way of behavior or thought process. So I'm thinking this way, let me call that out and let me change my thinking. And so it's not that you're not gonna feel these things or this is not gonna be a, a issue for you. Like some people say, I'm not walking right or God ain't using me if I'm thinking this mm. way. Or we think, you see, Jeremiah, oh, said, I can't speak. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> so you got um, that's, that's to think about the fact that you're, you're still going to come up against doubt, but now you got to hold doubt captive and bring it down pull it down and replace it with kingdom thinking with a new way of thinking and so you mm-hmm. you take those thoughts captive and mm-hmm. you cast them down and the process of that becomes easier and easier so especially when you study <laughs> the scriptures that help you take those thoughts into captivity. You'd be like, I, I can do all things through Christ or God has not given me the spirit of fear. You start trying to, you, you start taking yeah. those things and understanding that um, the Lord has called you to a different walk and that he specifically made you for this. You were mm-hmm. made for such a time as this. This is your time. This is the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we are always thinking about that's the importance of those stories. It's just someone else's walk and their manifestation of their 
purpose and destiny that God ordained for them. And we're seeing their walk through it. You know, the, the David story, Job's story, Jeremiah's story, you know. And the Lord is saying that he, we are here. He made us. He has plans for our life. He planned this. He created us on purpose with purpose. There is a purpose right. for you. And so we are supposed to understand that, understand that and be able to walk in it. But it doesn't mean it's going to come without doubt. But that doubt needs to be taken captive. Praise God. God I don't have too much to say after that. I know, uh, but you had said you know, created for such a time as this. He actually didn't mention the story of Esther. That comes from the book of Esther. I had, but it just reminded me of this one, this moment. Um, I actually, what was this? I guess it's been, I don't know. I'm trying to think of time frame. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, but I actually had wrote, um, it was actually a presentation. I gave a presentation through this women's group that I am with my church. Um, that I attend, and I got the, you know, the the woman Esther to speak on, to relate to, to share. Um, but I remember in that moment, that was before I started the podcast. That was before I started moving in this direction, where I just wanted to, you know, build my life now on what God is telling me to do instead of trying to go my own way, because I was facing this decision on whether or not I wanted to go back to school. Y'all would not see me here <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> just letting y'all know. Um, and, you know, finish up and then just do whatever I was always planning on doing with my life or actually do something that I, I promised God while I was um, sick while I was in the hospital and going through those changes and <laughs> waiting on a on a transplant. Um, I I was sitting in front of the, that two those two decisions. And after I had <laughs> after I had said that that was that was the verse that I used to end my presentation, you know, created for such a time as this. Of course, obviously, I was ministering to myself. <laughs> I was like, all right, I get it. You know, I, I'm trying to tell y'all, when I start doing stuff, best believe all of what I say is for me first <laughs> before, I'm, before I'm sharing with anyone else or giving my take on or with whatever y'all feel is my opinion. I'm trying to tell you, all of it comes from not myself because... <laughs> I would definitely be that person, just like everybody else, that want to do what I want to do and go on my own Amen. and just be filthy rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> I got that. I got that same type of mind. I'm very much so human. <laughs> but, <Amen>. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, I was telling a few uh couple of people that I've been talking to recently, hopefully I'm going to get them on some lives. Y'all probably see them soon. But <laughs> um, for everybody who just is looking and is like, you know, Grace, you were just, you know, the, the strongest 
woman that I know or whatever, I appreciate all of that, right? I appreciate all the confirmation of what God is doing in my life, but I just be like, listen, if y'all knew what kind of strength I really had, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like it is. This is a surrendering every single day. I still be in the back of my mind like, I'm going to go to school next year. You done heard me say this. The real grace come out. <laughs> Y'all pray on the real grace. That's what y'all need to know. This is all God waking up every morning and saying, God, what is it in my life that you have for me to do today? Like, if I don't start my day in a surrendering position, I'm going to run off and do whatever the heck I want to. <laughs> and y'all won't see Grace on these lives no more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I think, shoot, all these bell girls got that. You know, we kind of, we'll be straight up hustling, doing something, you know, and doing what, like Colette said, doing too much. <laughs> mm. Then, you know, we, we just really, you know, it, it does. It does take Lord. Cause, and that's the easy part. Yeah. Exactly. Y'all, I know it seems because y'all be Lord. like, I would never be a doctor. Being a doctor is the easy route for me, y'all. I'm going to let y'all know that. And that's not me being whatever I'm telling y'all that's that would be easy he has placed me in the no easy zone <laughs> like not that I'm asking for it to be hard the ease of it comes when I know he's with me and that's why I gotta ask him every day that's why I gotta come to him every day God be with me because <laughs> I already know <laughs> I already know Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if our hearts and minds are clear, we kind of went to everything. That one kind of just, it, it stirred up a lot of childhood. It stirred up a lot of now. It stirred up a lot my of man. future. Yeah. <laughs> I still got a lot on my mind. I just got, we just got to give it to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but oh, what Colette was saying before is all the areas where I need growth. And I'm concerned about my spirit man needing growth more than I just desire some form of success that everyone would find glorious. <laughs> I'm concerned. My concerns are what God is concerned with. And he mm -hmm. shows me that. And when I get that, then it's bigger than me being some doctor. And I know that. Because I've seen it up close. I've seen it in two forms, by the way. Working beside doctors and also being a patient. I've seen both sides of it. And knowing that what God is showing me that is really needed is an area of growth. Not just what I need, but what his kingdom needs. And so when he shows me his heart, when my father tells me about his heart, then I'm there. <laughs> I love him more than this world. Just let y'all know. Like, and that's where I stand. That's where I'm always gonna stand. Because the other side of this 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 grace is I could have not been here just as easily as I am today. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he I have been given 
this second life, what they say, you know, the second chance of doing what mm -hmm. pleases my, what I say all, all day long, I'm about my father's business. And that's, that's all I can do for the rest of whatever time I have. I don't even know. Praise God. <laughs> All hearts and minds are clear. I know I said this already. I, I do this at least twice a night. I just feel like it's tradition now. I got to say it twice to be for real. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to end? Yes. Um, praise God for you all. Thank you all for uh, tuning in and watching. Y'all take care and have a blessed evening.